that was a Gundam movie. No, that was Captain of Tennille. Uh, yeah, that was Captain Gyro Robo. That's GoBots. <laughs> uh, speaking of Transformers, Megan Fox and apparently Machine Gun Kelly drink their own blood. Uh, but anyway, guy. Anyway, welcome to episode 195 of <laughs> Big Trouble Podcast. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Zach. Ah, shit, we did it again. Yeah, <laughs> that's the gimmick. New gimmick. Uh, and we're ending comedy month with uh, Andy's pick of the Blues Brothers. But before we get into that, uh, and by the way, that was true in the beginning of the episode, by the way. There was an, uh, an article of Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. Apparently, they're together. I don't know. I don't know their love life. But they drink each other's blood. Who cares? Exactly. But it was funny. <laughs> Is uh, that like those people that drink their own piss? Wait, people do that? Yeah, people do that. No, there's people who get into it and say there's actual like nutritional value to it or some bullshit. I don't know. Do they believe the earth is flat as well? Some might. Yeah, maybe. It'd be a lot easier to drink your piss if the earth is flat. Because if it were round, you'd have a weird center of gravity. Is this Big Trouble Little Podcast or fucking Cubtown? Like, what are we doing right now? This is Joe Rogan now. Welcome to this magical place. Oh, like, did you guys ever have DMT, man? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's get into what we've been watching, playing, or doing. We're going to start off with Chaz, because uh, last episode, if you were listening, he kind of dipped out. So, Chaz, I'm going to let you take it away. Yeah, so um, I had a work emergency that came up uh, and for for those, not that I need to get into it, but I, I work in healthcare, so uh, and wasn't on call or expecting to get anything, but had something come up right before the episode started. Thought I had it handled, and the literal moment we started the episode, I get messaged with with an image that it was really concerning, um, so I had to leave. But all's taken care of. That, that that baby is safe and doing well, so. But you, there but uh but you're not yeah, doing was, well <laughs> you're, yeah yeah fast forward to that i've got the i've got the shits i don't, I don't know what happened <laughs> but last couple of days have been rough uh i think i have the flu but we'll, we'll find out tomorrow yeah you think i have all this time to do things since i've sat here for the last two days but i felt like too, felt too bad to really do anything but um as far as playing um really anything I haven't really had any time to play any video games, unfortunately. Um, I did start Final Fantasy VIII, so I guess there's worth that, but I'm I'm literally just in the intro. But I did start it, so... I'm about I, to hit I, disc three in Final Fantasy IX. Get on my level, nice. son. I gotta catch up. I got <laughs> Don't worry. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna plow through it, but um, aside from that, I did go to a Magic tournament. Uh, a friend of mine that I went with won this one, uh, which is cool, and I won the side event, and then we both won the flu, so... That was that was pretty great, but uh, other than that, I've I've not done a whole lot, uh, gaming wise. Um, I did watch Eternals, um, <laughs> and I I fully blame my wife for that because again we had the choice of we can watch the Batman or something else, and she said I want to watch this because we need to keep up on our MCU continuity. And I told her that probably won't matter. Surprise, it won't matter because that movie fucking sucked. Um, but uh, spoilers, if anybody hasn't watched it, don't waste your time. Spoilers, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really bad. Don't watch it. Um, I won't go into those details, but um, another, watch the, the Blues another Brothers. puzzling multi-million dollar Disney project gone to nobodies to make. 
I just don't understand that at all. Yeah, I I just I don't understand either. Um, and it's I one of those really things too. That they they hire people based on like like their creative ability is second to can they take directions. Like a committee has to be able to call them and say do this, and they have to do it. Well, mm-hmm. whoever made those directions was fucking stupid. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it's largely the problem of that train is too it's too large to stop. So now they can get away with just making disasters of movies and they can take the hit because the larger train of the MCU is going to keep moving. I think it's just going to pull enough eyes. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe something will flop. There were a couple of nice little surprises, especially the little teasers at the end. But aside from that, there's, it, there's nothing. I, I don't know. Have you all watched the movie? I guess I should ask that. No, okay. not you, yet. I probably you care at all about the spoilers <laughs> at the very end. Yes, because I'm probably going to watch it because I'm stupid. Okay, then I'll leave it then. There, there were some neat little spoilers at the end, but that, I mean, again, to watch a two and a half hour film to only be, care about the last 10 seconds after the credits rolled, it's kind of disappointing. I but, hear Booster Gold turns up. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Booster Gold shows up and he says, Guess what, guys? I talked to my friends at the Justice League and we're going to, we're going to come together. It's a crossover episode. Um, I also decided for the last three days to plow back through Dragon Ball Super while I just sit around and like putter with cards or on my Switch or something. I don't know why I did that again. It's like the second or third time I've watched through it, but I'm doing that for no other reason than I'm sick and I didn't really think about anything else. Um, yeah, that's all I've got. Nothing else. I hope I stop shitting myself. Never. I believe in you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it depends. Uh-huh. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I I do dad jokes, and I'm not even a fucking dad. Anyway, Andy, what the hell have you been watching player doing? Hey, I also uh, nearly shit myself to death. Hey, I didn't hey. have the flu, though. I had to do colonoscopy prep, so I stuck at home. <laughs> and uh, I rewatched uh, Shawshank Redemption. It's still great. I rewatched um, Apocalypse Now. It's still great. Like, I, I wanted to watch stuff that, like, if I had to run out of the room to the bathroom, it's like I wasn't going to miss anything. So I just watched a bunch of movies I already knew were good. <laughs> There's something great about the movies you chose to watch. Colonoscopy. <laughs> you chose to watch the Shawshank Redemption and a yeah, I know. the irony wasn't lost on me. <laughs> well, other than that, that's that's all. I, I, I'm still watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Uh, we're in the last quarter of the show now. Still playing Final Fantasy IX. We're about to hit disc three. I might hit it after the show tonight, depending on how late we stop playing. Uh, still reading Berserk. Uh, it's awesome. I don't know what else to say about it. I watched a movie on Netflix called Windfall. Um, Jason Siegel mm-hmm. is this guy, like breaks into this billionaire's house, and then the billionaire comes home with his wife or something. It's like their vacation home. It kind of sucks. I don't recommend it. Don't watch Windfall. <laughs> and uh, I watched most of uh, Prince's Sign of the Times. It's on Criterion Channel. I put it on. It's a concert movie. Like, you know, it's not like there's a, a huge plot to follow or anything, but it's Prince, so it's still fun. It's, it's great to watch. Yeah, it that's is. about it. All right, Zach, what about you? Uh, I've pretty much do, been doing the same stuff. I'm still reading uh, Gundam Wing manga, uh, and I am. I've watched some. Uh, I started watching the Spider Man animated series, the one from the 90s again. <laughs> I love that one. I can hear yeah. the theme. Well, little fun fact if, if it's one thing, I'm assuming it's the 
It's the one with the badass intro theme. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, the uh, oh, what's the lead guitarist from uh, Aerosmith? Joe Perry's name now. Joe Perry. Joe Perry is who wrote that. You're welcome. Yeah. There's a joke okay. in the show about that where it's like when he when they're doing like the symbiote uh, three parter, he's like. Mm-hmm. He can figure out. He can change his clothes with it. He's like, "How about the guy from Aerosmith?" And this he turns into Joe Perry. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh man, I never got that back then." Of course, I didn't know about yeah. that. I like that he says the guy from Aerosmith, and that's that's who he <laughs> assumes it is. Yeah, not, yeah, not, not Stephen King. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's um, pretty good. It's pretty funny. Uh, the dude that plays Peter Parker slash Spider Man in the show is pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially when he's in the, th- in the symbiote three-parter when he's like freaking the fuck out because it's making him aggressive and shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's like he, he's like becoming like kind of evil and he's like enjoying beating up the rhino and shit and turning him like spinning him like a dreidel on top of his head and shit. And it's, like a, it's like a part where he's chasing Shocker through like this church and he's like you can't stop me! Shocker! It's like yelling at the top of his lungs, and he like, run the fuck away from. It's like a whole meme. There's like a video meme about it. Yeah, <laughs> Spider Man. The, the animated series was like really good, and I, I, it's one of the reasons why I played the uh, Sega Spider Man game that came out. Oh, and there's more than one. There's several. The one with the that came out time the animated show that's all i know i don't i don't fucking remember it still doesn't narrow it down as much as you think it does yeah <laughs> spider-man versus the kingpin there's maximum carnage there's spider-man venom separation anxiety there's spider-man x-men arcade revenge and there's spider-man and there's I... spider-man by the fire <laughs> i'm gonna say that you just chose spider-man as the last one <laughs> and there's also spider-man yeah. what's the one he's talking about it's just called spider-man it's not even called spider-man the oh, animated right. series it's just confusing yeah um uh that's pretty much been it i've just been like kind of watching stuff and reading lately uh kind of question uh revelations too how far along are you I made no progress this week. My weekend was shot. I couldn't really do much of yeah. anything. Dude, that game is dragging for me. I don't know what it's it hard. is. <laughs> I don't it's, know. it's hard for some. The, the motivation is low, but mm. uh, but legitimately, my weekend was shot from just like outside interference stuff. Mm. All right. Well, um, I've been reading this book called We by I don't know mm. how to I don't know how to say his name. Yevgeny Zamyatin. Uh, yeah this book was written in 1927 um it's about a dystopian society about everybody has numbers they said fuck names bitch you're d3 fucking brain boy big big game in us with the home reading the book yeah (laughs) dude i'm on a i'm on a fucking book buying free i got fucking lewis lamore fucking western books and shit so i'm all Popped up on that. He's done with manga. He's done with comics. I got fucking Edgar Allan Poe. I got fucking Sherlock Holmes. I'm fucking going crazy, man. I'm just on the dystopian shit. But anyway, that book, they say, fuck your names. Fuck happiness. You got to live in this glass house. And when you want to have sex time, you got to go get a pink slip for the blinds to go down of all the windows in your room. And then they make love. And they know when you make love because you have to do it with the blinds up. No, because then you're a weirdo, and then you're like, <laughs> then you're a weirdo. 
But it's it, it's interesting. It like shows how the government controls shit and everything. And they're like, fuck your name. You're like a prisoner. Uh, they're building this like AI program called the Integral or something like that. It's interesting. But um, I thought I thought you were gonna say that they needed to get a license for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually not in Britain. It's actually I think America. Oh, okay. Yeah. With with an author's name like that, I mean, melting pot. I didn't realize, but it's just for some reason I was thinking you were going to say it was Polish or Ukrainian or Russian. Or... Well, he's a Russian writer, um, uh, but he you can't cho- write about Russia. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so that's how that works. Yeah. What else? I played Turbo Overkill. Um, Andy was watching me play it on YouTube. That game looked rad. Yeah, it's very. Uh, Zach will like it. It's a boomer shooter. Uh, kind of like uh, Duke Nukem or Quake and all that stuff, or Doom. And it has, like, a cyberpunk type of feel. Has your synth uh, wave type of music. Uh, cool weapons. Uh, trying to think of other examples or analogies. It's just fucking fun to play. And it's weird, too, with all the enemies. Uh, like, there's a drone where you have to actually, like, go on top of the drone and shoot them in the brain. And it's <laughs> you have to shoot from the top. Uh, I played that. I played NHL uh, 22. Trying to think. I watched more Outer Range. I uh, tortured myself with. I gotta admit, Halo had a good episode. Uh, it showed more of the action. Like, oh, this is what warthogs do. This is what like all the weapons do. You this said is... you were done with that show. I was watching with my he dad. Did say that. <laughs> I was watching with my dad. Uh, but Picard and torturing myself. I want to see it till the end. I, I got to see next season because of the next generation cast. You know, it's going to be a nostalgia trip and probably stupid plot. Uh, but I'm going to watch it anyway. Uh, I'm watching Out of Range with uh, fucking Thanos. Uh, totally forgot his name again. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Brolin. Um, it's getting weirder. Um, I'm, I'm starting to think Josh Brolin's character is the devil. Um, <laughs> that's all. Satan? <laughs> yeah. That's all I can think of right now is like, I, I can't, it's like Twin Peaks meets, um, Sons of Anarchy meets Yellowstone. All those shows combined together. Uh, and it's, it's weird. So I highly recommend it. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, and I'm trying to think of, oh, I played Zombie. Uh, Zombie U. You remember that game on the Wii U? Yeah. Yeah, I have it on PlayStation. So I'm playing Zombie, not Zombie U. It's interesting. I don't know why Zombies. I. I don't know why I skipped that game. It's actually fun to play. <laughs> so I recommend that. And I played a Gundam game. I already forgot the name of it because there's like a million of them. Uh, but it took me in half an hour to learn how to play a, a match. Because it puts me into like this destiny open world kind of hub. And I'm like, where do I get the missions? And I keep on going to the, the, the area where it says mission selector. So I go to the mission selector. He's like, you should do ground missions. I'm like, okay, I want to do ground missions, but you're not letting me do ground missions. Oh, I that's have- that fucking one, the online one that everybody, I forget the name of it, but yeah, it's all online. Analog or something Operation like that. something. Battle operations too. Yeah. Battle operations, sure. So yeah. I'm I'm getting pissed off at all the Gundam games. Like if I could just do it aside, 
thing here. Like, I love the idea that, oh, it's basically just a fighting game and you can use every gun from every series. That kicks ass. But they've done that, like, fucking ten times now. Like, I just kind of want a good old-fashioned story-driven side story. Just put something during... During, just put it in the Universal Century. Put it during the war, maybe just after the war, during like you know grips or something like that. Neo Zeon, who fuck cares? Just write a story for fuck's sake. I'm sick of all this like free for all stuff. We've done that enough. Yeah, put Kevin yeah. Spacey in it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> maybe not. Uh, maybe like a uh, maybe like a version of an, a newer version of Gundam that's a Dynasty Warriors crossover. I think they've done that three times. I know, but a newer <laughs> one that then allowed you to co-op and and not necessarily just go straight to fighting each other. Then you no can story, story in one. Pick a universe, make it's, a story. It's story based. You make a story about it as you have. No, it'll slash. be some stupid. There's a, there's a, a a rift, and all there's the cousins come over, and, and we're all the same. If we don't defeat it, Char and Full Frontal and 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 fucking Zex, they all teamed up, and if we don't beat them up, the fucking rift is gonna. It's going to be some stupid bullshit plot like that. I don't want that. It's going to summon the Neo Dark Gundam. Just got, get the guy who wrote fucking Unicorn to write you a story and make a game based on that. Yeah. Like, please, the games are all selling like crazy. Why? They have no reason to do that. The thing is, like, all these Japanese developers are just like, how do we grab the West crowd? Of, like, oh, let's do online Battle Pass. And that's what they did with Operations, whatever. Um, I don't like that, but, you know, people buy it, so whatever. Um, but, yeah, that's all I've been playing, watching, or doing. Finally, let's get to the Blues Brothers. Now, Andy, I'm going to let you take this away because you chose it, and you probably know more than I do, so take it away. Uh, Blues Brothers is a very funny musical comedy. It came out in 1990 at the end. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Okay, everybody. No, yeah, yeah, it's uh, John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd created these characters, Joliet Jake and Elwood Blues. They are the Blues Brothers. They're musicians and ne'er do wells. Um, they're based on some blues musicians that I didn't recognize the names of, so I can't recall off the top of my head. But it really is uh, the the characters are based loosely on real blues musicians. And some of the banter between them is based on real dialogue the two of them had when they were making some cross-country trip in, like, 1977 or something. But they invented these characters, and they were on Saturday Night Live at the time, and they would do skits as these characters. They were recurring characters on Saturday Night Live. And um, famously, Saturday Night Live had a hard time getting movies to stick up until Blues Brothers. It was, like, the first breakout success. And, of course, later, Wayne's World came out, too. But uh, it's, I mean, they really, there's not a lot to it besides that. They're just blues musicians and, you know, two-bit thieves kind of. Like, they're not, like, primarily thieves. They'll just, like, do what they need to do to get by. They they, they live very meagerly. And uh, the plot of the movie is Jake just got out of prison and they need to come up with $5,000 to save the orphanage where they were raised. And so uh, God gives Jake a vision that he needs to get the band back together. And the first act is getting the band back together. And then I guess the last half of the movie is the band is together. They try to do some gigs. It's not working out. And then they do the gig. And then the best car chase ever put to film occurs. And then the movie ends. <laughs> Dude, the, the, car chases period in this fucking movie 
I just love the whole mall scene. Like, John the mall scene is, is wonderful. I fucking love it. John Belushi just be like, oh, they have that, you know, store and they're pointing well, out. You're one imports. Yeah. New Oldsmobiles are in early this year. Yeah. <laughs> Baby clothes. This mall has everything. <laughs> <laughs> that That's hilarious. Uh, Dan Aykroyd's character is just fucking like it's Dan Aykroyd. I don't know how to describe it. He's a little like on the serious side a little bit, but he still has that Dan Aykroyd humor. Uh, and I just love that it, the only food that he consumes is fucking bread. Yeah, bread and toast. Uh, yep. <laughs> I just like when they go to his apartment, which, by the way, like that's most of New York City apartments, like $1,200 what you see in that uh, film is kind of like the size of it. Uh, but he's putting up bread on a, uh, like a food hanger. Yeah. And, and cooks, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm having dinner. You want some? And I'm like, wait, what is he doing? Uh, that, that was hilarious. Uh, Carrie, uh, Fisher, uh, princess Leia, just fucking launching missiles, blowing bombs and, uh, the apartment that was funny Th this this whole movie is my humor like when we get to the ranking you'll you'll probably know why how i ranked it but i laughed throughout this whole movie uh this movie was like almost three hours and mainly because of the the music uh scenes and shit with ray charles aretha franklin uh I'm, i know i'm missing another one the one in the street uh that's john lee hooker you miss james brown as well yeah james brown james brown's fucking scene was long the church scene yeah i was surprised you were like uh in the in the chat you were like is that aretha franklin i was like he's past james brown what's going on he didn't recognize james brown <laughs> <laughs> i recognize him because of uh wrestlemania uh he was on wrestlemania one right or two one of them one of the WWEs. Uh, I don't think James Brown was. Am I retarded? I'm probably retarded. I don't remember I James Brown ever being mm. WrestleMania. He's in a Rocky movie, I think. Yes. Help you Jesus here, fucking Dubs. Christ. <laughs> That's what you're thinking of. It I was think. fucking Rocky when fucking Apollo died. Apollo, God damn it. Yeah, Apollo sings him out before Drago kills him, I think. You're thinking <laughs> about Mr. T and WrestleMania. Yeah. Confusing yeah, that was it probably. Man, my brain is all fucked up. But well, yeah, playing seven degrees of James Brown here. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to help, buddy. Nope, James yeah. Brown was never at WrestleMania. Yeah, I chose I chose this movie, and I remember <clears throat> walking away from the conversation where we cho I'd chosen it, thinking, uh, "What is this movie? Like an hour and forty minutes?" <laughs> I went to play it. I was like, "So it's two and a half hours long? How? Like, I've never felt the length to this movie ever." It didn't well, feel that I, long. I stand corrected. This movie is actually uh, two hours and thirteen minutes, but the uncut version is two hours and twenty-eight minutes. I think. I don't yeah. know. That's the version I watched. Mm -hmm. That's what I watched. I hadn't watched it before. It, it, is, it didn't ever. feel that long. And also, I'm glad you thought it was funny. Uh, did you guys think this movie was funny? Did you laugh out loud at it at all? Yeah. Oh yeah, repeatedly. Okay. I, I watched it. I watched it with my girlfriend, and she really liked the movie, but she said it wasn't funny, and she didn't laugh like more than like at all. She chuckled oh, a few times, and she didn't laugh. Did I was she... like, 
what is wrong with you? Did she I'm just think laughing? Did she just think it was like a musical, like a cute musical about saving children? I mean, she thought there was like some funny bits and like, you know, like I said, chuckled, but like I was like laughing out loud at like little things. I just really like um, when they're trying to sneak into the, the palace hotel ballroom and they see the good old boys Winnebago outside and Elwood goes inside and sprays glue all over the thing. He comes out and he looks at Jake and says, this is glue powerful stuff and they walks off screen and jake just like looks ahead for a few seconds and says nothing i fucking just i lose it every time i don't know why that's so funny to me he just says he doesn't even look at elwood he just stares straight ahead for a couple of seconds it's almost like it's almost like they edited the scene wrong but i think it's just in character for jake to just be like uh Okay. Huh? <laughs> What's well, the best part too is that whole thing takes like a good thirty seconds for him to go through the whole procedure of spraying it down, and I'm trying my damnedest to read the can, and it says like marine something on it. Marine so, adhesive. Yeah. Okay. It's a, it, when he's talking about it, it really, he's actually telling the truth, but it's just because Dan Aykroyd's so damn dry when he delivers everything. He's like, this is glue. Powerful stuff. <laughs> he just walks away and he's like, oh, oh, okay. Speaking of the glue, uh, I agree. Speaking of the glue, real quick before we move on, uh, <laughs> when he like quits his job, just that like conversation with his boss, like felt like not real. Like in real life, they'd be like, well, "Why are you quitting?" And he's just like, "Oh, you're quitting? Okay, here's your severance pay. Have a good day. God bless you." Because he's like, "Oh, I'm going, you know, to be a priest," <laughs> which is kind of like half truth in a way. They're on a mission with God, but he's not it's being a mission a from God. Yeah. So that that scene was like wild for me. I was like, in real life, this would never happen unless you're like a really good worker. Then again, I don't know how he is at work. We never saw him besides him stealing the cans. Well, throughout the movie, they they put over how he he says things in such a subtle way, but he manages to charm everyone. Like in the scene with Twiggy, like they they show how like it seems like he's hitting on her and there's no chance at all that she's going to be interested. And then later on there in that car chase, which is ridiculous. And they show just the quick scene of her waiting at the hotel. She's actually there. (laughs) Yeah. She's actually waiting for him. And yeah, it's like, there's like multiple times where he, and he wins them over like that. And just, I don't know. (laughs) It's it's great. I was cackling during the car chase scene. If that helps at all, like laughing the whole time. That, That whole thing was great. Um, I mean, there were several times in the movie I was laughing like that. Um, one of my favorite scenes, I, I remember it distinctly as a kid, too, is the scene where they're at the uh, the first gig that they try to do. And it's just a whole clusterfuck where nobody wants to listen to them. All the the rednecks are throwing bottles and stuff at them, so they decide to play uh, Rawhide. <laughs> uh, and then just proceed to go down the line of just any random country song they can think of uh, or theme song to a TV show. Um, I, think that's I like it great. better. And they keep throwing shit at him the whole time. They keep throwing yeah. shit. Like, this is how happy. that happens. Yeah, that's the whole reason why they had it. Like, even at the beginning when he walks up, the uh, the one musician walks up and says, uh, chicken wire. He's like confused. And it just and that's why. Because it doesn't matter whether they like it or not. They're going to throw shit anyway. Mm-hmm. Even when they're hooting and hollering and, and cheering and happy as could be, they're just throwing shit anyway. And then they just take it, this poker face. J- Jake and Elwood just right at the front, just don't even flinch when stuff gets thrown at him. They're like, oh, this is fine. I I do have a question about like when the good old boys like show up finally. Like this, I'm like thinking to myself, it's like what three or four a.m. in the morning. 
right yeah like, they just played a whole set it's yeah. gotta be like because the whole time because this is my first time watching i was like oh this is when the good old boys are gonna come while they're on stage like that makes sense to me because if they're if they're like impersonating the good old boys that means the band should be showing up soon and then, and then they show up like right at the end. I'm like, what the fuck? That that's a worse band than like actually come to play for them. But you know, they end up being a. It's such a weird set of characters too. Like they they have a whole rogues gallery in a single movie, and it's you know, Illinois State Police, Chicago Police, Illinois Nazis, and a bunch of country musicians like a bunch of hicks, i guess like they're, they're kind of out of place in a way but they're and just carrie assholes fisher. so fuck them i guess <laughs> hey don't forget carrie fisher she's also there in the mix yeah yeah and they all like even though even though none of the characters in those groups actually talk at all like there's like this shared animosity towards the group like i thought it was fucking hilarious whenever she they finally interact with carrie fisher and he realizes he left her at the altar and all this nonsense. And then he's like, oh, baby, I, I promise this time it's okay. And then he kisses her and drops her and says, let's go. <laughs> and they leave her. And she starts shooting at them. And then all the cops see her shooting at them and go, oh, yeah, they must, it must be them. And just start shooting at them, too. It's got to be car. And they're like, blast them! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Zach, what about you? What are you guys saying about this movie? Um... Like uh, like Dan Aykroyd, Elwood's fucking dry humor. Some of the shit he says, I now recognize a lot of the a lot of the lines that uh, our our friends been quoting this whole time, and I didn't know because I never watched this movie. It's, it's shit that he says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is he not? Is he not Elwood? He is. Yeah, if he were taller than me, then I would ask him every every Halloween. We would just be the Blues Brothers, but. Even though I'm fatter than him, I'm also taller, so it'd be hard to pull off that. I guess it'd I could be hard to pull chair. off. I think I'd need to probably be uh, John Belushi, but um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed the James Brown cameo. I didn't expect that. <laughs> uh, even though it was a little long, that that whole part where he got he saw the light, that shit was funny. I really was laughing a lot. I remember, like, when the nun was, like, beating him to death with the fucking, whatever that was, the ruler. <laughs> God, Jesus. Oh, this keeps hitting them because they won't stop saying Jesus or Did you God. watch the, did, did everyone watch the unrated version, too? I didn't. Yeah. Okay, because I don't know, I don't know what all is different, I guess. I don't remember enough about, like, what clips are there or what's allowed to be said, because that scene, and I don't think that scene's any different for the most part, right? I think everything they say is about the same. They say every curse word under the under the fucking sun there. The unrated version has the instance of fuck a few more times. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scene in Ray's discount music exchange is slightly longer for like no reason. Like they didn't cut out anything bad. And mm-hmm. I can't remember what else. I think the car chase is a little bit longer. I think they're like in Chicago for a little bit longer. Okay. Yeah, I just couldn't remember because like that to me that that scene is great. I don't remember that like Again, I'm trying to remember as far back as it's been since I've watched the movie. In that scene, it escalating so quickly to her uh, initially hitting him for saying shit, and then he just is like, "Ah, oh, shit, Jesus Christ, God damn it, fucking shit, <laughs> you, you fat fucking bitch, <laughs> you fat penguin." <laughs> it's that's pretty great too. Um, yeah, the 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 bar scene that that shit was great too. Chaz talked about that. 
Um, remember in the beginning when he like he guys he picked up Jake from prison, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Where's our car?" And he's like, "I traded it for a microphone." Was that giant fucking bullhorn thing on top of their car? The microphone he traded is the original car for. No regular microphone. No, it just made me wonder because it's like, why else would you have something like that? No, that that whole exchange is really great. It's uh. You know where? What happened to the bluesmobile? The caddy man. What happened to the bluesmobile? Well, I traded it for this piece of shit. No, for a microphone. Oh, well, I can see that. <laughs> also, I really like when he's first in. He's trying to light a cigarette. He throws the cigarette lighter out the window, and then after he like proves, you know, it's got a, it's got this block engine, cop shocks, got cop tires, jumps the thing, and lands. He says, so "What do you say? Is it a new blues, bluesmobile or what?" And Jake goes, "Yeah, okay, fix a cigarette lighter." <laughs> And then he pulls out his own lighter, which is even yeah. better. Because he threw it out the window. That's why it's broken. It's- <laughs> yeah. I like that too. He just talked mad shit. Then he did the jump, and he's like, "Yeah, this this, this car can move." He changes his mind altogether by jumping the bridge. <laughs> yeah. The, the the thing with Carrie Fisher, I was wondering about the whole time because it's just like the first time you see her, it's like yeah, they're they're going to uh, Elwood's like fucking apartment or whatever. His dive. And then she's just got like she just pulls up in her car and it has like a fucking rocket launcher. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what is this? And then it, it, instances of that keep happening throughout the movie. It just escalates from there. Yeah, that's the whole gag too. Is that these guys like just through through the nature of just their own uh, oblivious luck, like they're indestructible. And that's some of the best moments of the kind of humor that I love this movie for, and it has all kinds of, of humor, but every time, like, she she blows up the whole building, and, like, there's bricks all over, and no one dies in this movie. I fucking love that. Like, <laughs> that no one dies. They always just, like, come out of cars, not even mm-hmm. dirty. Like, they didn't even, like, put dirt on them. They're just, like, crawling out of cars. But anyway, she blows up the whole building, and they just, like, stand up, and Elwood looks at his watch and goes, we gotta go to work. And, like, later on, she, like, blows up the phone booth, and he goes, Hey Jake, there's gotta be like six dollars and change here. And Jake goes, <laughs> like reaches yeah, over, get it up to. <laughs> there's never a conversation about what just happened. It's just like, well, yeah, this makes sense. People really seem to hate us. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like the split second before the bomb blows up, because like the cops are like outside their door. And they're mm-hmm. about to like breach, and then all of a sudden the bomb goes off. And you like you see the split second of like uh, uh, Belushi and Aykroyd like being surprised about this fucking explosion, but then like get out of the bricks and they just go, oh, time for work, <laughs> and they just walk away. Uh, that scene was hilarious. The the coins and shit. Oh my god, just just the whole the whole like plot about like the cops are after them, the Nazis are after them. Uh, in a sense, you know, religion is on them a little bit. <laughs> um, the music was great. Uh, I like that they get a gig from like this Italian dude in a fucking sauna. <laughs> like the whole band in the sauna too. It shows when they get done having the At conversation. At the end, the whole band stands up and goes with them. Man, oh like, yeah, that was great. Like, it's it's like all close up and everything, and then at the very end, everybody just gets up too. Yeah, was it Italian? As long as the band's coming up, interesting to note. Everyone who's in the band was in the Blues Brothers band in real life, and they actually traveled and toured and stuff and recorded. They have an album. 
but they they're also all famous musicians. They've all been in like Steely Dan and the Doobie Brothers and CCR, like real bands. They're all real musicians and session musicians, and they're all like extremely talented. Well, they they all play themselves. Like they yeah. all have like the name of themselves. Yeah, yeah the names of them in the movie are their names in real life. Yeah. And there are a ton. Like I know we talked already earlier about like the music, other famous musicians that were also brought up, like Ray Charles and and uh, and, James Brown and uh, Aretha Franklin. Like I mean, there are so many different cameos. Anyway, like I don't know if it's one of his earliest cameos or, or parts in a movie, but Pee Wee Herman's in this movie. That's right. He's the major. Yeah, yeah, he's the waiter. Very brief. Uh, I didn't know this, and now I looked it up. The guy at the end of the movie in the assessor's office that checks them out. That's Steven Spielberg. Uh-huh. Well, the guy the guy who's giving uh, Jake his stuff in the prison at the beginning, that's Frank Oz. Yeah, that's Frank Oz. Yeah. And, oh, that's uh, a great scene, too. There's right a blink the and you'll miss it. Bill Murray cameo in this movie, too. Really? I did yeah. not. I didn't uh, see right it. before they drive into the mall uh, mm-hmm. in the Toys R Us, it's, he holds up the Grover. He says, oh, that's yeah, him holding you have the... Him he... that's, that's Bill Murray. <laughs> huh. Yeah, you know, I remember seeing it. I just did not realize that was Bill Murray. Huh. Well, yeah, there's, there's like, you know, everyone's played by like people they knew from Saturday Night Live and oh, other sure. famous people. And of course, John Candy's in it. He does awesome. I fucking love John Candy in this movie. He's yeah. he he also has kind of the uh, like it's not the same um, emotionless facade the Blues Brothers have, but he also has like a, a blasé kind of attitude towards stuff. I really, really like at the end after the the police car drives into the side of that semi. Says, "Hey, could you hand me the mic? Thanks. This is car. Uh, what, what car are we? Five five. Car fifty five. We're in a truck. Delivery is great. I love John Candy. Orange uh, whip. Orange whip. Three orange whips. Three orange whips. Yeah. There's <laughs> things I want to order now because of this movie. I like. I want to go to either. Oh, KFC or Popeyes or fucking any soul food area to be like, I want four chickens and a Coke. Four fried chickens and a Coke. Yeah. Breast or thigh? No, four fried chickens. Yeah, I've had at least one experience, if if not two, that I got really drunk with someone else and we went to like a place that didn't even serve that and, and tried to order white toast and four fried chickens and a Coke. Doesn't work out well. Uh, usually they they go fuck off, but I wonder but if they yeah. know the reference or they're just like that's weird. Fuck you. <laughs> it's it's usually that. It's usually at, what this guy's high on bath salts. I'm not giving him anything. Get out of here, sir. This we'll movie close. has a weird thing where like I think it's incredibly famous and it's like one of the best comedies ever made. But I run into people who've never seen this movie all over the place. Oh, yeah. I, it, it seems underappreciated, I guess, maybe. I think what has happened is only like, I don't know, a fifth of people have seen this movie, but they have all seen it a bunch and love it to death. I think <laughs> so I think they're just loud and obnoxious. I think the problem with <laughs> our generation is that we were introduced to Blues Brothers 2000, and that was trash. Oh, that movie's a piece of uh, shit. Oh, he froze for a second. <laughs> oh, oh, so bad it broke his camera. We lost him. Oh, uh, no. Oh, no. We lost the Andy. Oh, you're, Maybe. you're lagging a little bit. Oh, you're back. Welcome back. There he is. You never left. You were still here, but in frozen in time. Um, never forgotten. <laughs> he's more blue. <bloopers. laughs> but uh, I'm trying to think. What, 
Uh, fucking Ray Charles with a gun is hilarious, by the way. <laughs> Came out of left field. <laughs> Man, I hate when they're so young and they're lost. <laughs> they lost their way. <laughs> I really like when everyone's hanging up the posters, he hangs it up upside down. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? The, the, I mean, they're not... <laughs> The way the Nazis die in this fucking movie is hilarious. <laughs> Outrageous. Like, what the hell even happens in that scene? Dude, the fucking car oh, that, does a yeah. backflip, and then they just fall through the earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their car does some ridiculous shit, which already makes you laugh, and then you see their car basically go to outer space. They dropped it from a helicopter, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... Right, the practical stunt. Ridiculous, and they fall into that hole. And then the other car falls in the hole. And then they, like, don't they, they drive right past it. So it's conveniently where Elwood and, and Jake are headed, too. Yeah, better. and then they ramp it, and then the sense. other station wagon falls in the hole. That's what it is, yeah. They ramp over it, and then, yeah, it's absolutely stupid. The guy the best turns way. Him, I've always loved you. <laughs> <laughs> I just love... Yeah, they fall for far too long. When they're trying to get to the tax place in Chicago... Like the army's fucking called, and like I love when <laughs> and they barricaded one of the doors. The like, army guy's like, "I got this." They fucking shoot it up, <laughs> just, mm-hmm. just disregard for a life that might be behind that door. Just like, fuck no, it. fuck, we're gonna get these guys. God damn it! <laughs> I've always wondered if this movie didn't inspire Rockstar when they created the wanted levels in Grand Theft Auto. Maybe. I've thought that for years. Like I know it kind of makes sense. You could probably arrive at that conclusion on your own, but it is pretty outrageous. Like you're a criminal and you're driving around doing nonsense, and eventually you get six stars, and the goddamn military comes after you. Like yeah, it's pretty outrageous. I, it seems like someone working on the original would have seen this movie and been like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense. We're gonna do that." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, isn't that wasn't that like the joke back in the day? Whenever you would get in trouble, like on three or on GTA three or in Vice City, you'd get Blues Brothers heat. Like if you get more than four or five stars, like that was like a reference online or something. I don't know. That might be something someone made up and just said, but like that was a thing because it like out of nowhere you would go from having like two cops chasing you to every cop and military officer in the in the fucking vicinity is like on you right then and there. Mm-hmm. Sounds Offered something like summon a chainsaw out of the sky. Sounds like something the wrestler would say. Like they played it back in the day, but like I got some Blues Brothers heat, brother. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I know that's like a phrase but like they actually call the meter heat so i mean i don't know just i can't remember that's something i i just remember seeing or something looking up or being a shitty little kid with my dial-up internet like looking up how to get cheat codes and it's like well, be careful if you do this you'll get you'll get a bunch of heat if you do it uh like well, fuck that i still want that tank to fall out of the sky i want it yes i love cheat codes in grand theft auto um yeah. the 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 last gig area i like when they're like trying to get off the stage and like they get a record deal <laughs> like their problem is solved right there uh i do have to bring up this question because they played in the jail they didn't all get arrested right like they weren't oh, i imagine the rest of the band is just visiting them gotcha it's kind of hard to tell them the because they're in, they're in jumpsuits too so i couldn't tell if they dressed up so they the band aesthetic was together or if they were actually in jail too yeah, I didn't know that either, but I was like, eh, either way, mm-hmm. it's fine. Trying to, I mean, I think we described a lot. I don't think we need to describe everything because I we recommend you guys to go watch this movie. Uh, 
I didn't, there was nothing bad to say about this movie. Uh, maybe the only like criticism I would have is that the, the chase scene, even though it was epic, it was like a little too long for me. Like when they got in, when they got into the building, I was just like, all right, let's get it over with. I know where they're going. But then <laughs> I like that they keep throwing shit in front of the doors. No, that's that's what's so funny. And it's so casual. It's not even like a panic. Like, what do we do? It's like a very casual, smooth, like, oh, I got to do this shit again. Like they've been doing this. Like this is what they always do whenever they have the military chasing them into a building at the last second. It's just like it's punctuated by like little moments of humor. Like it's already the whole thing's absurd. It's absolutely mm. ridiculous. But there's like they're they're driving at breakneck speeds through the streets of Chicago it's like we got uh we got to get over to Richard Daly Plaza. That's where they got that Picasso. Like just stupid <laughs> little things. Like they're just having a regular conversation. This is nothing to them. It's not thrilling or exciting. They're just in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but other than that, like that's me just nitpicking. Like I enjoyed it still uh, because it was I the insane part of just shooting a door down to get these two people that are you know paying the government <laughs> the money. Uh, which is ironic at the same time. Uh, but I, my thoughts, amazing movie. Um, I like that it's a mixture of like musical and comedy. I know they have a lot of it, a lot of it, but like, man, it's Belushi and fucking Aykroyd. I, I, I don't know how to say anything besides that. So I, I highly recommend this movie. Yeah. It's worth pointing out. Like, I love the comedy in this movie too, but I also love all the music. Like this is this is my kind of music too. Like I, I dig every musical segment too. Mm-hmm. Chaz, what about you? Oh yeah, this is one of my favorite comedies of all time. So it's like it's it's in my my list. I don't know, like five or ten. I'm not sure where it within that, but yeah, highly recommend it to anybody. It's great. All right, Zach, what about you? Yeah, I liked it pretty well. Um, yeah, it's probably one of the better comedy movies I've seen. Couple of musical numbers I thought were a little long in the tooth, but otherwise it was, everything was good. Okay. Um, but that that's the end of comedy month. We always have a gimmick. What we do is we rank them. Uh, so I'm gonna go first because I think I was the first one who wrote it down in the Google Doc. Um, I have at number four the Great Dictator. At number three, I have the Monster Squad. At number two, I have Hot, Hot Fuzz. And number one, I have the Blues Brothers. Uh, I want to bring this up. Hot Fuzz and Blues Brothers were close, but the reason why I gave Blue Bro- Blues Brothers the edge is because like British comedy, to me, needs to hit the spot. And Hot Fuzz does that, but Blues Brothers is my humor. So that's why it got the edge. As far as number one, because I love my one of my um, niches or guilty pleasures is I love musicals. So Blues Brothers gets the edge on that for me. Andy, what about you? Uh, this was extremely hard. I could have gone anyway on a lot of these movies. And it, it kind of boils down to which one's funnier or which one is better or which one do you like better? Because obviously, you can think something is the best, but it's not your favorite. Um, I mean, like The Great Dictator is a fantastically made movie and all that. Uh, Monster Squad is delightful. I love that movie, too. Hot Fuzz, I think, has the tightest script of any of the four. Like, it's very well condensed into a good comedy movie. 
but it's pure nostalgia that puts Blues Brothers over for me. So I had Monster Squad at four, uh, Great Dictator at three, Hot Fuzz at two, Blues Brothers at one. All right, Zach, what about you? I've got, uh, 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 here we go. Wait. It's, it's not, it's being uncooperative. Punch it, shake it. There All it right. is. A great dictator at four. Okay. I've got uh Blues Brothers at three. Monster Squad at two. Hot Fuzz at one. Formatting's getting all weird on me. Yeah. yeah that's, Google Docs is a huge dick like that. Yeah. <laughs> Being a dick. All right, Chaz, what about you? Yeah, I forgot Google Docs existed, so my bad. I didn't put my stuff in there, but uh yeah, I agree with Andy that the it really depends on what you're using uh, or what templating you're trying to use to decide how you're ranking them. I guess it's also to preface that I feel like all four of these movies were great films. So I don't think that that we're not in a spot where we're saying one's like, Oh, this one's bad. So it's four. So it's heavy handed, but uh, to, to try to get up, get away with that. But anyway, uh, number four, I have great dictator. Uh, I have monster squad at three at, Two in a very tight two. I have Blues Brothers, uh, which hurt. It kind of pains me to say, but I have Hot Fuzz at number one. Again, Hot Fuzz is my my favorite comedy. So okay, just hard, hard to beat it. I'll give you five minutes because you never got a chance to explain why you like the Monster Squad. Uh, so really quickly, five minutes because wait, where did you rank Monster Squad at number three? Oh, you put it in for me. Appreciate it. Yeah, so I didn't get a chance to talk about it last week because of all the emergency stuff that happened, but uh, I really enjoyed the film. I thought the -the over-the-top hokey uh, like play off of the classic uh, horror villains uh, was great. Uh, There were a lot of like random tie-ins and just the it's that coming-of-age teen humor because they they don't hold back on that. They they let the kids say whatever. I thought that was really funny. trying to think back a week now with, with flu brain it was not great but uh the final scene I, I thought, with all of us we like marked out for the final scene oh absolutely no the final scene's great yeah um and uh i i loved uh didn't get to talk at all about um frankenstein and his whole character um i thought it was hilarious with the little girl and him being childlike um i don't know i i mean i could go on and on i think so and there's really not a great way to to summarize it other than it was a great movie and I hate that it wasn't a part of my childhood because yeah. I never I'd never watched it or really knew much about it but uh definitely gonna be up there for me to watch for around Halloween all every these year now all these movies that we watch I never saw before so oh really yeah oh, that's oh. awesome yeah. that's awesome I had seen all four prior sadly <laughs> I think this is one of the first first ones of these we've done where I've seen every single movie. Uh, I had t- I was two out of four on it, and I was happy to watch both. Actually, it's funny, even though, even though I ranked The Great Dictator the fourth, because I tried to base mine on what I really thought was the funniest. That's how I did my list. I think I actually appreciated watching that movie the most for what it stood for in its historical context. Yeah, that was, what, like, depending on the qualifier, any of these four movies I could put at number one. It just kind of depends on what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. What I what it boiled down to is I put my you know in my mind palace I pretended 
Uh, I have a friend over. They've never seen any of these four movies, and I have all four of these Blu-rays sitting there. Which one do I watch first with them? Yeah, and that, right. and when, it, when, I, when it came down to that, it became Blues Brothers, but only by like a very slim margin. Yeah, and see, I'm the, I'm the same except flipped because nothing beats Krusty Jugglers. Uh. <laughs> all right, so we have some things to handle. First, I want to... Uh, Talk to Andy because he's the odd one out at the number four. Are you conceding? Oh, no, you can put Great Dictator at number four. Um, this is, I, I hate to get too inside baseball with this, but like it was close. And the reason I did that is because I saw it was opposite yours and I thought we could have a conversation, but screw it. You guys are all the same. We'll just put Great, great Dictator at number four. It's fine. <laughs> There's no reason to waste time on that. <laughs> okay. I, I, I was going to have it at number four. I just thought, oh, well, we'll have an argument. Well, screw it. I'm not going to fight all three of you. Great great dictator. Great movie. But probably the least funny, the least, I don't know about essential, but the least funny of the four. Yeah, it was yeah. a great discussion. Um, and the comedy was there. It had that Mel Brooks kind of feel to it, um, even though he was there first before Mel Brooks. Uh, but like it had that feel, but also it had a really serious tone where you're just like, yeah. this is funny, but <laughs> he's talking about the Jews and the possible Holocaust and all yeah, that. And heavy he's talking about I real guess, Nazis, not yeah. those fucking Illinois Nazis. Yeah. If you chose, if you chose, um, gold rush, oh, that's weird. If you chose gold rush, we'd have been having a whole nother conversation. Gold rush would have been, would have been in this conversation to come up. Also, uh, I'm just realizing Oh, Hot Fuzz doesn't. That was close. All those movies have uh, imp- Nazi- implications of Nazis in them. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that is weird. Oh, yeah, the Monster Squad <laughs> had I, a... I just realized that. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I once listened to a podcast that talked about one of the most essential uh, points of filmmaking was to include Nazis. But was there Nazis in Hot up, Fuzz? But it needs to happen now, so we should we should have a panel discussion about this. Uh, there it is, boys. Community, uh, the Nazis greater are good. essential to cinema. Nazis for the greater good. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was trying to think like there had to be a reference to Nazis in Hot Fuzz somewhere, but there really isn't. I mean, there's like some World War II firearms, and that's I guess the closest it gets. Mm. Which, by the way, um, <laughs> the Nazi had a Luger. So, mm-hmm. and uh, anyway. The next discussion that we're going to have, and this is in Zach's territory because he has Blue Brothers at number three, uh, but Chaz has Monsters. I have Monsters at number three. uh, And Andy uh, had... I have Monsters at number three for all intents and purposes. Yeah, so Zach, are you conceding Monster Squad at number three or are you going to fight it? No, because I'm not going to fight that. It's just a matter of taste. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> oh, boy. all right here comes the big battle because now this this is where we're actually gonna have to <laughs> hurt some feelings we're gonna have to actually exchange some words on this one because me and andy have the blues brothers at number one but zach and chaz have hot fuzz at number one so the battle is number one and who's gonna be this you know the first loser at number two i'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with if i put the argument out there first going if we go by just Something empiric. If we're going by the score we gave our ranks being on points, Hot Fuzz was number one on two lists and number two on two lists. However, Blues Brothers was number one on two lists, was number two on one list, and number three on one list. So technically by that, 
Hot Fuzz would have more points. Therefore, Hot Fuzz should be our number one. That's not fun. That's not very impassioned. Well, I don't want to stick to the other one of I'll Die on This Hill. Hot Fuzz is the greatest comedy movie ever made. Based on what? I I don't know. Michael Jordan. You got to go to bat now. I have no arguments now. It's just the best movie. It's up to you. Um, Chaz is dead weight on your side. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not dead weight. See, this is going to be lame because I just feel like that's another thing where it's just my taste is different. I don't necessarily feel I just like it better mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. I like if you say oh, I like Blues Brothers better. That's fine. I'm not going to fight you over that. What did you laugh more, Hot Fuzz or the Blues Brothers? I laughed. Uh, I, I laughed a little bit more at Hot Fuzz. Uh, some of it. I mean, I will also say it's a tighter movie. There were times in Blues Brothers where I felt like it was dragging a little bit. Mostly had to do with like the musical numbers. Um, so that causes me to like it just a, a smidge less, but that doesn't mean I don't like it. It's Hot Fuzz, like I said earlier, Hot Fuzz definitely has the tightest script of the four. Like, if someone tried to argue that, they're crazy. Hot Fuzz is very well written and very well performed and very well edited. Uh, Hot Fuzz, yeah. and I'll admit, I laugh more at Hot Fuzz than I do Blue Brothers. That's yep. pretty, that's pretty true. However, um, you take all, you strip all the humor out of Hot Fuzz, and you just make it a story about like this copy gets transferred to a town, and there's something weird going on. It's a cool story. I'm still interested. It's still going to be a good movie, but I don't think it's as compelling as someone gets out of prison, gets a vision from God, has to get a blues band back together, and evade a whole state's worth of cops to pay the taxes on an orphanage. Well, I don't think that's as interesting as uh, a bunch of monsters. Be, being put in a fucking portal and then coming out of the rift a hundred years later. That may then, be, but that's not the that's not the conversation we're having. Well, I'm just saying, if you want to, you want to go that route, what has the most interesting plot? I don't know. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find what what puts Blues Brothers over Hot Fuzz for me, and it is kind of like. The little things like that, and again, a lot of it just is nostalgia. I watched this movie so much, so many times. I mean, you up. have the fucking Bluesmobile model sitting yeah, on I your got, yeah, counter I got behind us right there. That I just noticed, but so yeah, I feel like you, you're gonna die on that hill. I'm gonna die on the hill of Hot Fuzz. It comes down to <laughs> I, I, the I, other two. I, I, this, this is really, really hard because personally, my humor is Blues Brothers compared to Hot Fuzz. Uh, but I will say, Hot Fuzz has a good plot. Uh, I love the editing of how silly it is when they zoomed in on the doorknob and everything uh, and how everything's cut in that movie. But I think what puts it over, and it's going to sound really lame and really like a big cop-out, but all the fucking cameos and the fun musical uh, areas of the movie, I'm just like, I'm having a good time. Um, And it's, it's a ride compared to... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to explain. I'm not good at ex- uh, debating. I, I just how say. close is it for you? How close is Hot Fuzz to Blues Brothers? Hot Fuzz is an eight point five out of ten. Uh, the uh, the Blues Brothers is eight point nine out of ten. It's weirdly specific, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you asked. <laughs> you did ask. Okay, so let me ask this though. We're rating rating the two, and this would be for everybody. If we are judging these on which movie is strictly funnier, what what does everybody choose? Just between the two, do you choose uh, Hot if, Fuzz? It, if it's only which one's funnier? It's Hot Fuzz for me. It's Hot Fuzz. 
High fives. Blues Brothers. Okay. What, what, okay. So that's that's three to one. It, what, what is objectively the overall better movie? Like objectively, like what is the better, like tighter film script, like how the movie is shot, etc. What do you think is a better movie? Not how you uh, enjoyed it, but just how, what do you think is a better movie? High fives. High fives. And Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. Okay. Fuck. So at, at six to five. Okay. <laughs> what movie do you just like more? Like your favorite. I'm assuming we're gonna be two and two again, right? Well, yeah, yeah that's the same. That's the same thing. You asked me. It is, ex- except, except right now with all those total votes, Hot Fuzz has more votes than than Blues Brothers does. You keep trying and to Andy, use math. This is about passion. I, I'm passionate about math. God damn it. We're, we're not. Numbers. We're not. We're not the Oscar committee. I I love mother or mothers. <laughs> I, I love mothers and numbers. All your shit's just based on passion. I love a number of mothers. mothers. <laughs> uh. I'm not dying on any hills. I don't care. I'm leaving. Yeah, I, uh, I'm the inverse of what Zach's saying. Like, for me, it's like a hair's difference between the two of them. Like, if it's Hot Fuzz over Blues Brothers, my feelings aren't hurt at all because it's, like, really fucking close. Yeah, I may or may not admit that same point after it's over, but for now, I'm going to die on the hill. And say what no. what, what do you guys forever. quote more, Blues Brothers or Hot Fuzz? Blues Brothers, unfortunately. It's still Blues oh, Brothers. I, I, I quote Hot Fuzz more, but I hear Blues Brothers more because of our, our mutual friend who constantly quotes that movie. Uh, Did Simon Pegg write Hot Fuzz? I think he co-wrote it, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He co-wrote it, and Dan Aykroyd co-wrote Blues Brothers. So that's true. With John that, Landis. with John Landis, yeah. Jesus Christ. I, I will say this: this is where I would probably concede. And maybe I shouldn't say this because I'm going to lose, and I don't <laughs> like losing. But whatever. If I had to look at what had has had a bigger impact on the other movies that came after it, I mean, clearly it's going to be Blues Brothers because of the time it's also about vibe. However, there's so much in film that has been inspired by Blues Brothers. Hell, there are things that have happened within Hot Fuzz, even though it's British comedy, you could easily say that that were inspired by Blues Brothers. All right. Even well, though the movie is almost 30 years before it. Since we're at a stalemate, usually what we do is we go based off of Metacritic or, or IMDb. So let's... Hot Fuzz has the slight advantage. I already checked. Oh, you did? <laughs> He's I, like, oh, I already shit. went there looking for the edge, and I said, I better keep this to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if if Zach, it's close, it's close over there though too. Except I don't think I would have even argued it if Zach hadn't ranked. Except Blues on Brothers one of them. A bit lower. There's one rank, or there's one ranking site where like Hot Fuzz is 91, and Blues Brothers is like 71 or something. Well, but on everything else, they're really close. Well, the, those people do crack. Apparently. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure it's a, I'm sure it's a lot of like millennials who are like, this movie's old. I hate it. One star. You know that kind of thing. Old movies suck. Exactly. I, I think I think it's probably. A lot. But it's uh, and again, uh, it, it's so close. I'm not going to have my feelings hurt either way. And we spent a lot of time on this. So, I mean, either flip a coin or I'll concede or whatever. Yeah, you know what I'll How do? About this? I'll, I'll concede the next time I'm on a hill and I die, but not this time. Okay. I'm not dying on this hill. Right, I'll, so I'll, I'll, I'll concede this one time. Um, But I will say this. I'm guaranteeing this because next theme that we're going to be doing I'm not. I, I'm not gonna concede to my ranking on these movies. Uh, but let me. Let's get this out of the way. Hot Fuzz is getting number one. Con- Woo! Conceding on that. Yark. Hot Fuzz number one, and the Blues Brothers at number two. 
Uh, so just to go through it again, Hot Fuzz number one, Blues Brothers number two, the Monster Squad number three. Wow, there's a lot of fuzz besides Hot Fuzz. And for the Great Dictator. So No, it's it's the Hot Fuzz. I don't know. The Hot Fuzz. That's what I put on mine, yeah. Hot yeah, it's the Hot Fuzz. Hot, hot Fuzz comedy, yeah. That's how I look it up. <laughs> uh, so, Andy, what, what what are we doing next month? Years ago, in the storied time before Chaz, before Zach, just after we started ranking movies, back when we were in two-digit episode numbers the very the second series we ever did was star trek and we did star treks one through six and then we were like oh we'll do the other ones later well it's later motherfucker it's been like three years so let's watch the next generation movies we're gonna watch uh generations first contact nemesis and whatever the other one's called i can't remember insurrection I don't care insurrection yeah we're gonna finally finish Star Trek. It's it's uh, I, I think I think we have a really interesting panel to attack those movies with now. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. So we gotta watch Generations. Yeah, we gotta watch the next gen movies, and then I guess at some point, fucking do J.J. Abrams. Uh, the Kelvin movies. They call it. <laughs> uh, Is it called Kelvin? I don't know. I don't remember. I'm not I'm not big enough of a Star Trek dork to know the answer to that. I don't know, and I'm a big Star Trek fan, so... Chad, do you know why it's called Kelvin? I have no fucking clue, but it, those <laughs> are the only films I've watched. So, I have literally watched nothing else. The The extent of my Star Wars... Or not Star Wars, Star, Star Trek, Trek trivia. I've already done it. Star now. Trek trivia, yeah, Kill Me Now, is watching Futurama and other pop culture references when they riff on Star Trek. I don't know very much about i mean i watched the jj abrams films and they were fine like i i don't know how to compare them to anything um so i'm i'm interested to see it doesn't mean i have anything against it but just I wait. can't wait to see who the best the strongest jedi is are you ready to see me melt down because fucking nemesis makes me melt down so just wait until we get to nemesis i'm assuming yeah, when you say I, meltdown you mean that in a negative way correct yes like okay. what what I'm forcing you to do is tantamount to like, I mean, this is this is this is going to ruin our friendship. Is um, I'm going to make you watch these movies and you haven't watched the show. That's disgusting. Like, you, <laughs> do yourself a favor, watch the next generation. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah, I tell you what you should do. Uh, was it? Have we done it once or twice? Done what? Star Trek: The Next Generation. One. Just one. Mm-hmm. Go go back and check out the episodes that we watched because I think we did a really good job getting a nice vertical slice of the series. Zach chose like the first two episodes, and then Dubs and I marked out and chose like our favorite episodes. Watch at least those. You don't have to watch them in order. It's fine. Oh, four lights. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the the first movie is Star Trek. Star Trek Generations uh, came out in 1994. Uh, There's a purple space bazooka in that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, personally, I am also going to be watching the Plinket reviews alongside my reviewing some of these movies. <laughs> yes. So remember to watch uh, Star Trek Generations. Uh, and then we'll get back to that. Uh, before we end the episode, I forgot that I know Chaz said he had no news. But did you guys have any news? Negative. I have news. Well, what's news? Apparently, Sony 
has made it to where there has to be time limited game trials for games priced thirty four dollars or higher, which is really interesting that they're enforcing that. Yeah, I think I like that. That sounds good to me. Yeah, sounds good to me too. You know how you know usually people bitch is like, man, they don't do demos anymore or trials, and then like the lame ass fucking game developer excuse is always like it costs money to do a demo or it costs time we can't do it Mm -hmm. and i don't fucking believe that i just think that they don't want to do it the publishers don't want to bother with it yeah it's a timed trial you don't have to make new stuff for that yeah instead they're they're kind of finding a middle ground where it's like all right just release this chunk of the game yeah actually i think it's a great solution to the problem that we've talked about multiple times before like these games that are being released that are unfinished. I mean, yeah, developers can find a way around that, but sometimes games right out the gate are just trash and you don't know it until it's too late because you had to pay 60, 70 bucks for it. Mm -hmm. Sony's sick of having to do this stupid Fallout 76 cyberpunk battlefield controversy and delay games and put out fires that they didn't start. They're sick of this shit. Yeah, and usually they're the first ones to respond to that kind of thing, and they yeah. do it pretty harshly. They're like, they just take shit off the store. Yeah, they just delisted Cyberpunk. They're like, look, fix this game, or we're in it. we're not selling it. So <laughs> I'll give them props for that for actually trying to stand up for some fucking consumer quality control shit. Like I said, on I mean, the face of it, that sounds like a pretty cool idea. I mean, I think it actually comes down to Sony's probably losing face because it's not great PR in general anyway. But also, um, think about the debacle they had to deal with with cyberpunk or they had to refund people money everybody did yeah this is it sounds like that's what this is meant to replace is um steam and epic Games store and sony and microsoft to a lesser extent all have that policy where you can return a digital game but it has they all have different stipulations you have to have played less than this amount of hours or it has to be less than this amount of days or something mm-hmm. and it's all confusing and like getting the ball rolling on it it's always a pain in the neck and a lot of people don't even know that's a policy but everyone knows about demos so i think this is going to solve that problem here. how uh, here's my problem with it a little bit is great demos to try it before you buy it kind of thing uh but what what do they put there do you think they are putting the whole game but they have like a wall be like oh you made it to this area if you want to play the rest of the game make sure you buy it it should be every demo should be the first half hour to an hour of the game and you get to carry over your but what if you're getting a different build right like they're like they focus on this one area they shouldn't do that they should do it day of when when the game comes out the demo comes out that's what i think they should do that way you know that you have uh, you have something that is indicative of the final product. That way, if it's a piece of shit and the, the matchmaking doesn't work and there's a bunch of other problems with it, it's real easy to be like, oh, I'm not buying this. Because otherwise they get to say, oh, don't worry, that's just a demo. We're going to fix that. We're fixing all that. And then it comes out and they didn't fix shit. Yeah, that that's my scare a little bit because you're like, oh, wow, this you know one to two hour demo that I'm playing is fucking amazing. Then I go buy the full game and they're just like, ha, that's all we did. <laughs> like here's here's uh, the rest of the broken game. We'll get to it eventually. So that's the bait and switch that I kind of fear a little bit. But I like your logic if if they do go that route where they're just like, all right, game's done. Uh, I'm gonna put a demo here. We're just you're not allowed to play 
at a certain point. Uh, but you know, here's a demo. If they do it that way, I'm fine. But if they make sure that the demo is really awesome, but then the rest of the game is fucking shit, uh, that's not done yet, then I don't support that. It's no different than what they're doing now, anyway. True. But like, if if you want to gain the trust of the consumer, I I would think you would want to do the logical thing. But put out a competent product, yeah. Yeah. Too. <laughs> Yeah, if they already have your money, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I guess I do have other news. I've, uh, brief. Uh, I deactivated my Twitter account because I was very tired of getting tweets exploding about Elon Musk buying Twitter. I was exhausting to get my phone over and over and oh, over. Oh yeah, Elon Musk bought Twitter. That's news, I guess. I don't know if it's relevant yeah. to the show. Yeah. It's not. It's I not as care. big as Will Smith smacking Chris Rock, but it's it's there. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I, I had fun yeah, with it, I mean, but I will digress on that hill. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Zach, you had other news? No, uh, there's also no wrestling news. Amazing, uh, and we have a wrestling fucking show this Thursday. You watch some bullshit's gonna happen tomorrow or Thursday. Some fucking insane shit's gonna happen. <laughs> a bunch of wrestlers are gonna get released tomorrow. Dynamite's gonna WWE releases twenty five wrestlers. It's goddamn WWE, WWE releases Cody Rhodes. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, they already got what they needed. He already gave Stu Pickles the rub. <laughs> he gave Stu Pickles the rub, man. He's he's fucking main event now. He's he's he, he was rubbing elbows with the big boys. Yeah, to give you context, Andy, there's there was this wrestler named Elias. He had a really big beard. Uh, then he shaved the beard, and now he's the younger brother Ezekiel. Uh, but he looks like Stu Pickles as a wrestler. I'll show you the meme. You'll yeah. laugh. <laughs> he really does. He he does look like Muscle Milk Stu Pickles. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't have any big news. I don't know if we talked about like Halo releasing their roadmap of what they're doing. Like uh, co-op is gonna have a target date of fucking august and forge mode is we discussed it was it on the show i don't even remember i don't remember but forge mode is like fucking beta in september like i my biggest gripe is like the simplest fucking things in video games have been in in decades in video games is jumping proning scoreboards um and all that stuff and some of these games don't even have simple stuff like jumping they're like oh we're gonna implement that later on oh you you want it from a guy who's been playing boomer shooters come on boomer shooters is fun i pay yeah but they don't have all that jazz what a scoreboard and jumping and proning 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 is such that can't be a word going prone right yeah, I feel like you're trying it's, to say pruning, but it's proning, and it's yeah, fucking confusing. I, it sounds dirty. It sounds like you're reading me your like your Pornhub search history. <laughs> proning, and the girl was proning on the cock. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, I, I'm just annoyed. Oh. I'm just annoyed that like simple features that been in gaming in a while. They're just like, oh, we're gonna get to that. It's gonna be in the next season, the next battle pass. Like motherfucker, I want that now. Don't give me like DLC bullshit of features and stuff. Somebody's Facebooking me. Damn it. Anyway. You? Just everybody. Close shit down. Ah. Yeah. Um, Zach? I don't have any other news. Like you said, there was no wrestling news, no big gaming news besides Halo getting a fucking battle royale. I don't really want to talk about that. Still angry. Um, they bait and switched us. 
like idiots. Uh, but yeah, I think we're going to end this episode here. Remember, unless you guys have any other things you want to bring up before I close out the show. No? Okay. So Watch getting or Thursday. Yeah, getting some color is Thursday. We're doing double the raws. Double raw. Double raw. Uh, 1993. It sounds like something from your point. Double raw. <laughs> <laughs> GoPro, double raw. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so remember Thursday, we're going to be recording, getting some color. Oh, I forgot to mention this. I want to know, if, is there a limit on how many characters you can download in fucking WWE 2K22? Uh, yeah, I think your rank, your creator rank has to go up. And you're limited to like ten downloads per day. Oh, dude, I fucking downloaded like fifty in one day. I don't know how I did it. I was just fucking downloading, but uh, I got most of the Power Rangers uh, on my list. I have most of Star Trek people. Uh, I have content creators and shit uh, <laughs> that are on YouTube. People love making the like YouTubers. Like I got Tim the Tap Band, Doctor Dis- Disrespect. Uh, that uh i forgot his name i think it's like avocado but he's like uh, a gay fat man that eats a lot of shit on youtube i forgot his name <laughs> what did you just say <laughs> i think you just put a bunch of words together just now you're gonna make like the weirdest royal rubble ever i don't know yeah it, it's gonna be wild so look out for future uh projects on my youtube for that uh and it's gonna be hilarious um so getting some color thursday um so far we are scheduled first week of may on uh, revelations 2 but i don't know if that's gonna cut it it's it's taking a long time for me to finish that fucking game so but we also my scheduling too yeah so we all we also have the metal gear podcast that uh we're working on as far as getting the msx uh metal gear game to talk about um, but if you want to watch more Big Trouble or those two other three podcasts that I just said, make sure you go to Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Just fucking say Alexa, play Big Trouble Podcast. That bitch will fucking t- make us hear our voices in your ears. So, she yeah. Double raw you. Double raw and prone you. Anyway. <laughs> uh, on that note, everybody. Y'all have a good night, and remember to get that double raw. (laughs) They broke my watch. (laughs) My eye. Uh, (laughs) Later, guys.